Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Faith Life and Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Kalem Cavasis. Hey, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the holidays and nutrition. I had the privilege of sitting down with one of my favorite guests, Michelle Norris, the Director of Corporate Wellness with SweatNet. I had her on another episode back in February called What Are You Eating? So if you have a chance, go back and check that one out. But on this episode, we're talking about the holidays and how do we stay within the nutrition portion of our lives. Something that's super important when you are in the holidays. We all want to enjoy the holidays and what comes with them, the friends, the family, and especially the food. So I sat down with Michelle to talk about how we can navigate the best time of the year without completely going off the deep end while enjoying the great food that comes with these gatherings. But before we begin, I wanna say a huge thank you to all the listeners out there. You're the reason that this podcast exists. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you get your podcast and then hit the bell to be alerted when we drop new content. Also, would love for you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at faith underscore life underscore fitness and on Facebook at faith life fit. You can also go to our website and check that out as well to get all of the content. And that is found at faithlifefit.com. Now, let's take a listen to the interview. Well, welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you for coming back on. I am so excited to have you back on. It's been a while. It's It's been a minute since you've been back on the show, right? Yeah, we just but, talked about it. It's been since February. February. That's, a few I things mean, have changed. That's like in the heart of COVID, right? Like, yeah. You know, but a uh, few things have changed, right? You have a surprise coming, right? What's I do. going on? Yeah, we are uh, seven and a half months into cooking a kid. So we got seven weeks left, six weeks left, you know, something like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So do you guys know what it is? Are you guys going to be surprised? What's We don't know what it thing? is. Yeah. And we're taking guesses. Okay. Any idea? I'm going to say a boy. A boy. I think it's a boy too. You think it's a boy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jake says girl. Because I think he's like trying to mentally prepare right. in the event that it is a girl. I don't think he actually thinks it's a girl. And I and I personally think, I know if he listens to this, a girl's going to in, entirely wreck his life. Like, I mean, yeah. just wreck him. You know, a boy, I can see Jake like being the manly man. I just saw him walk through here. He's getting ready to go hunting and all of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's Jake. He wants to be the manly man. Yeah. But I, I mean, a girl being the girly girl, like not a tomboy, but like princess girl it's it's gonna wreck his life it's and it will be funny to watch in a good way i secretly hope it's a girl for that reason yeah um yeah i just want to see him with a little tiny human on his chest i don't care if it's a boy or girl but a girl would be fun that's awesome and i know how how life changes dramatically the moment you guys Mm -hmm. have kids i've got three of my own they're all grown and ready to do their thing but um life changes Life yeah. changes when you become a parent in a good way. Like, you know, you, I always tell people you'll never be prepared to mm-hmm. be a parent. You're not financially, you're not, it's just mentally, are you prepared to be a parent? Right. And that's about the only place that you can be. And then everything else comes. Right. So, but you know, um, congratulations to you guys. It's it's going to be fun to watch how, how you guys grow as parents. And that's going to be you. awesome. Awesome. So I wanted to bring you on the show because I know we're in the midst of holidays. So as, as of this recording, we're two days away from Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays. Um, I love Thanksgiving and Christmas, two of my favorite holidays of the, uh, of the entire year. But there's a little caveat to that because, you know, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, all of the parties, all of the food, all of the gatherings, man, it is insane. And I know that this time it is really hard for me to control my willpower, my 
food consumption with all of the starches and the carbs and the sweets and everybody's got a cookie bake off and wants you to do this and that. So it it is, it's really hard. So I wanted to bring you on the show because I know you have a strategy and we talked about this a little bit. You have a strategy about how to navigate these holidays and still enjoy the food, enjoy the parties, um, but don't feel like that you are completely falling off the wagon, so to speak. So would love to jump right in. Um, you said you had 10 points or something like that. And you said you had a little pop quiz for yes, me. So I let's, do. Uh, let's go with a pop quiz. Okay. Yeah. We're going to start with this pop quiz. We're going to see how good you are. And then we're going to go into 10 tips for a healthier holiday season. Okay. All right. So my first question to you, if you are listening to this after the fact, I want you to think about your answer in your head. But number one is how many calories are in the average holiday meal? You have three options. A would be 2000, B 2500 and C 3000. I'll remind you that on average, we're eating about 2,000 calories a day. I don't like to say that because a five foot two person and a six foot eight person most definitely don't need 2,000 calories. They're sick very far mm-hmm. off from yeah. that, but um, that's about your calorie needs for the day. So 2,000, 2,500, or 3,000. Well, I know my plate on Thanksgiving because I just <laughs> celebrated Thanksgiving with my in laws. Um, I'm going to go with the higher end and say about 3,000 calories. 3,000, you are correct. Yeah. Yes, in the average holiday meal, 3,000 calories. That is crazy. Think about that. That's more calories than most of us need in a day. Yeah. Maybe two. All right, number two. Start with this appetizer before a big holiday meal to consume fewer calories overall. A, soup, B, salad, or C, anything on a tiny cracker? I'd have to say a salad. Okay. All right. Uh, incorrect. It's actually soup. And this has okay. been studied by the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston that found people who consumed a bowl of hot soup before a meal ate less Lost more weight and kept it off longer. Okay. So I don't know what the science is Soup was going to be my second, but, yeah. you know, I, I figured yeah. a salad, it feels like it's empty calories when you eat salad, unless you put a whole bunch of, you know, Thousand Island dressing on it. But. Yeah. And we can get into that if yeah. you want. Yeah. I have to drown <laughs> out my greens with all the, Perfect. You know. Yes, you and my dad. <laughs> um, okay. Number three, what is your healthiest drink option? A 12-ounce beer, and we're going to call it a light beer, a two-ounce martini, or a six-ounce glass of red wine? Mm. And the question is, is the healthiest? The healthiest. I'm going to say a six-ounce glass of red wine. They always talk about wine being healthy for your heart. Wow. Very good. Okay. All right. Yes, you are correct. I'm two for three. Okay. glass of red wine is correct. Um, It's been studied and red wine, it does have some health benefits like you mentioned. It's full of antioxidants and one glass a day, maybe, maybe even might lower your risk of heart attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, this is one of those things I will say more is not better. Like more red wine equals a lower risk of heart attack. And that is not true. So if you're drinking a whole bottle, you know, you can't, you know, push off the heart attack for That's 10 years. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's right. I wish. I definitely wish. Um, but it also has benefits to decreasing your risk for blood clots mm-hmm. as well. So one glass a day. Let's limit to that. All right. Our last question. How much does the average person gain between Thanksgiving and New Year's in pounds? Two, four or six pounds? Um, I'm going to say I know how I eat. So I'm going to say about I'm going to go in the middle and say four pounds. Four pounds. Is that what you gain between Thanksgiving and New Year's? (laughs) Maybe 10. It just depends on how many cookies I've had. Okay. I had six pounds. Wow. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And over the course of the first year of COVID, the millennial group gained 29 pounds on average. So if we're going to go into the holiday season and gain an additional six, that's a tough thing to conquer, to pull that off. Okay. And, and, and then to go into the new year with all the quote unquote resolutions, because I'm not a resolution guy and and I've done a podcast on why I don't do resolutions, but Mm -hmm. you know, you go into that resolution and you're saying, I'm going to lose weight. You have no goals. You get to February, March, you've lost two pounds because you really don't have a plan and then you give up. And so now none of that weight has come off and it is just so, yeah, that's, that's uh, a staggering. Mm-hmm. Very staggering. staggering. Um, the average person consumes an extra 600 calories per day between Thanksgiving and New Year's, which is how we get to that six pounds. And it's probably all the snacking. So much snacking. Think about the leftovers, leftovers. on the counter, like growing up, we would have this community 
like batch of dessert with one fork in it and you would just walk by throughout the day and take a bite with the community fork and if you're standing up and you're walking by and you don't put it on a plate then it obviously doesn't have any calories right right that's the rule right uh and so- napkin napkins <laughs> negate all of the calories so if yeah. you just hold it on a napkin yeah, it it's not a full plate into the napkin correct yeah correct that is not health I love advice that idea. <laughs> i love that idea like i i need to adapt somebody needs to come up with a calorie soaking napkin like that would be yes. awesome. That's a million dollar idea. Yes. Okay. All right. We're we'll on talk it. about that off air. All right. Let's get into our 10 tips for a healthier holiday season. Okay. Number one is to be that guest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to be that person. Think about a holiday party. Um, we want to be the person that brings something healthy. You might think that people hate this person, but you will go home with an empty tray of whatever it is that you brought. I did this last week at a birthday party. I brought roasted Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes. And my 9 by 13 dish full of Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes was completely gone. Hmm. Um, And so when we think about we're going to a holiday party, yes, we're going to indulge. But everybody's body wants to run towards health. And so when we see something healthy, we're inclined to say, okay, let me at least balance out my plate with this one healthy thing. So Mm -hmm. I have some suggestions for you of what you can bring. Um, I like to do this Greek salad appetizer, which is on a toothpick. You put a little cube of feta cheese. You put a cucumber, a slice of cucumber, half an olive if you like olives, and a tomato. Maybe drizzle some balsamic vinegar over it or Mm -hmm. like a balsamic glaze. (laughs) People love those. Um, We can do fruit kebabs. So it's just a long kebab stick full of whatever fruits you want, whether that's strawberry, pineapple, grapes, Mm -hmm. loaded up there. I like the veggie sticks and hummus. So think about Mm -hmm. like a Dixie cup or maybe a little bit bigger and you put hummus in the bottom or you could do like a ranch dressing. Mm -hmm. And I always like to talk about salad dressing here because salad dressing can be one of those things that's really great for us or really inflammatory. So on our last podcast, I believe we talked about inflammatory oils and soybean oil being one of them. So soybean oil is a primary ingredient in a lot of salad dressings, which unfortunately will take something super healthy for you. You mentioned the Thousand Island Mm -hmm. and make it significantly less healthy so the primal kitchen brand of salad dressing super healthy all made with avocado oil so if you buy the primal kitchen ranch put that in the bottom of your cup and then you've got some carrot sticks or celery sticks that go down in that cup people can just grab one cup and it's like a fun appetizer you'll be surprised at how many people grab and go with those Um, and then my last favorite, and I have this recipe, which I'm happy to share with anybody, uh, um, who wants to reach out to me after this podcast, but it's avocado and tomatoes. You chop up tomatoes on half the dish and you fill half the dish with tomatoes, half the dish with avocado. So it's super festive. It's red Mm -hmm, and green. mm -hmm. In the middle, we put a thing of borzon cheese, and then you put a glaze on top of it of olive oil, balsamic vinegar, honey, and then some herbs. And you eat it with like Simple Mills crackers. Yeah. It's so good. Sounds it's amazing. really festive. It goes in no time. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Because, I mean, you say be that guest. But what what people tend to lean to is bring the dessert. Nine out of ten people. <laughs> yes. You go to a potluck. You got 14 pies and one plate of meat. And yes. you're like, so I'm going to fill up on meat and then eat all the pies yeah because that's just what it is it's simple it's mm-hmm. you know whether you stop it whether you're not a baker you're not a cook or whatever mm-hmm. and you stop at the store and buy a pie or yep. you buy the box of cookies or whatever it is or you are a cook and the thing that you gravitate towards is let's be festive and make this holiday treat yes it's usually the dessert that everybody right. brings or right. the tremendously starchy foods yeah 42 so- bags of chips Chips, stuffing, <laughs> mac and cheese, yeah. potatoes. I mean, everything is all good. Mm-hmm. And again, it's all good in portion. But right, yeah, it's and some of the stuff that you just mentioned is amazing. So, that, so that's good. those are great. Okay. So that was number one. Number two is, and this is another question for you. Have you ever been to a holiday party at breakfast time? No, but last year we did something that was really cool is... We tend to celebrate a week early with my in-laws. And so we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for Thanksgiving on the day of Thanksgiving. We had breakfast for dinner. Now, I know your breakfast for dinner (laughs) is probably going to be a little bit different than mine, like French toast and, you know, monkey bread Mm -hmm. and pancakes. Now, we did have eggs. We had some bacon. We had some fruit. We had some yogurt. But we did have it. It was really cool. But you had that at dinner time. Yes. Okay. All right. So my tip number two is to kill it at breakfast. And that's because we 
are typically not going to a holiday party in the morning, Mm -hmm. right? You have an opportunity to start the day with something really healthy, okay? You're going to maybe splurge at night or in the evening or wherever at your holiday party later in the day. So let's start the day with a healthy breakfast. And the reason for this being is if we start the day with something really high in sugar or carbs, we start our body on this blood sugar roller coaster ride, Mm -hmm. okay? So you have a bagel with jelly, and a coffee with a bunch of sugar in it. What happens to your blood sugar? Spikes. Spikes. What happens after it spikes? You go into a sugar coma. You go into a sugar coma. So you <laughs> crash. You get that quote unquote 2.30 feeling, even mm-hmm. though it might only be 9.30 in the morning. All right. And at that point, you crave more carbohydrates. You want more sugar. You crave caffeine. You need um, just some some kind of pick-me-up. And so what do we do? We reach for some sort of carby, high-sugar snack. And then our blood sugar does what again? It goes back up. And mm-hmm. so we do this roller coaster ride from the jump, from the start of our day. So if we can start our day with something healthy, more high in fat, more high in healthy protein, we're going to keep our blood sugar more stable, which keeps us from those cravings. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, Because the holiday food is around. That brownie community brownie tray is going to be on the counter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we start the cravings early, we're going for the brownies early. Mm-hmm. We want to try and prevent that. So some healthy breakfast ideas. Think about a smoothie. And when you do a smoothie... Don't just do fruit. Fruit is great, but that's a lot of carbs. Okay, mm-hmm. so balance it out with healthy fats. Put chia seeds, flax seeds in there. Put a protein powder in there. Put peanut butter in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you do oatmeal and it's whole rolled oats, not the brown sugar cinnamon oats. Okay, um, but again, that's a lot of carbs. So balance it out with healthy fat and from protein. Put some mm-hmm. nuts in there. Put a protein powder in there. Chia seeds, flax seeds. I love putting something green in there, like so uh, sure. frozen spinach or there something like that. Uh, in your smoothie, of, not yeah. in your oatmeal. No, not my oatmeal. (laughs) Not my oatmeal. So let me ask you a question in regards to the, what what you call kill it at breakfast. And by that, you mean do really well at breakfast. Mm -hmm. Don't start the day off unhealthy. Correct. What would you say to those? And I'm, and I'm one of these. So you're, you're speaking to me is Mm -hmm. you pretty much don't eat until like three o'clock. I have a cup of coffee. I'm not a big breakfast guy. I don't like breakfast in in a sense of I don't wake up hungry. And so I don't want to just eat for the sake of eating. So I end up, quote unquote, fasting other than my coffee until about 2.30. I even come to the gym around noon and I work out and I go home and then I have my protein shake or my smoothie or whatever. But Generally, it's backwards for me. It starts to about six o'clock. I'm starving. And then from six to 11, I'm like crushing food because then it's all the cravings because I haven't had enough calories. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone like that, even in the midst of the holidays? Okay. I love intermittent fasting. We could do a whole nother podcast on intermittent fasting. I think it's fantastic. I think there are so many benefits to fasting for your body. Um, So I would say that's totally fine. If you're not a breakfast person, don't eat. But in your eating window, whatever that is for you, you said it starts at 2.30. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure we're getting all of our calories in. Okay. Because I see this so often. People are like, I'm really just not hungry in the morning. But by the time I get to dinner time, I'm starving. And this is kind of another tip we'll talk about. But when when we get to that point where we're absolutely starving, our ability to make good choices about what it is that we're reaching for is completely gone. Like you go to the pantry and it's just whatever is in there. Anything. Anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, the tub of cookie dough. That sounds good. Yes. Let me just get a spoon. Right. Right. Instead right. of like, you know, piecing it down and stuff. I mean, that. I mean that's because I can see it like Thanksgiving. You know, if you're not going to have dinner until five o'clock, people are like, you know what? I'm going to gear up. I'm going to be so hungry. I'm not going to mm-hmm. eat anything. And then they load their plate with nothing but mac and cheese, mm-hmm. turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce. Yeah. And like for me, when I ate it, it was like I had a I had a decent sized plate. One plate, I was done. Like I was sitting at the table. I couldn't move. I, I like just wanted to go to sleep at the table. And so and that feeling is terrible yes. because you don't, you walk away and you just feel horrible mm-hmm. about your body and about how you feel. Right. Though you had really good food. Right. Right. So it's not the food that mm-hmm. was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it makes you feel for that period of time. And instead right. of walking away going, that was some really good food. And I don't feel like death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to get to that tip. Let me keep going with my sure. breakfast ideas. So if you are a breakfast person, uh, eggs, any kind of eggs, scramble them, hard boil them over easy. 
whatever you want uh, with some fruit maybe. Uh, I'm a big eggs, sweet potato, spinach, mm-hmm. arugula, and goat cheese. That's what I eat pretty much every morning for breakfast. Greek yogurt or an oat yogurt if you're not a dairy person. Coconut yogurt by the unsweetened kind. They can dump in a lot of sugar into your yogurt. Put some purely Elizabeth granola in there. Maybe some fruit. It's a great way to start your day. Or leftovers. We think about breakfast always has to be from the breakfast food mm-hmm. category. It doesn't. You can have steak and broccoli for breakfast. And people, will, your body will love it just the same. Okay? All right. Number three. We need to remember to sweat. Right? Even though it's getting cold outside, today's probably the coldest day of the year. We absolutely need to remember to sweat through the holiday season. Uh, sweating is so important for helping us release toxins such as alcohol and waste products, which we tend to overconsume during this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- ideally exercise because you're getting two things there. You're getting your movement in for the day and you're you're working up that sweat. But if you have access to a sauna, that's another way to get that sweat in, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of research coming out of Finland. The Finnish people have been using uh, saunas forever Mm -hmm. and their longevity. So how long you live with a good quality of life, they have great longevity and they're linking it back to their sauna use. So if you do have access to that, that's one way to do it. But try and work up a sweat at least three days a week, all right? That's a way that we can detox, get some of those toxins out. All right, number four, we just talked about this. It's do not not eat. Yes. Yes. That is a huge problem of mine. (laughs) Yes. So when we don't eat, then like we just mentioned, we get to the point of dinner and we're absolutely starving and there's no way we're going to eat a salad. We're going to eat something that is so calorie dense because we've deprived ourselves all day. So I tell people, even if you're an intermittent faster, when you break your fast at 2.30, have a real meal. Okay, have a full meal. Uh, Maybe you have a snack. And then even on your way to your holiday party, you have a handful of almonds. Mm -hmm. You have an RX bar. And so when you get to the party and you're not starving, those celery sticks with hummus in the bottom of the cup are going to look a lot more appetizing. We're much more likely to reach for that. This is something you can implement even you're going out to dinner with your wife and you're like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, have a some sort of big meal tonight. I don't want to eat all day and then I want to really enjoy it tonight. No, don't do that because you're going to have something that you absolutely regret. Do the opposite. Have a snack on your way to dinner and then you are going to have a a much easier time making a healthier choice. And I think a lot of people feel like they're going to ruin the meal by doing that. And I think that's the mentality. I know sometimes I do. It's like, well, we're going out to a nice restaurant for a date or we're going to somebody's house for dinner for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving or whatever it is. And you don't want to ruin it by quote unquote, not eating as much. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you come off and be perceived as don't like the meal, but it's, you're, you're kind of doing yourself a favor. So you're not stuffing yourself and you're so full and then they bring out dessert and you really can't even enjoy it, but you eat it anyway because someone's offered it to you. And then you're just miserable at that point. So you've just eaten so much food, but it's almost like what you're talking about. I can just hear you say, pace yourself. Mm-hmm. pace yourself throughout the day. Don't wait until that one great big meal so that you can stuff all your calories into that one meal and feel miserable. So right. pace yourself. Yeah, yeah. Pace yourself. I like that. I might, I might change the title of that slide <laughs> to pace yourself. All right. Number five, chew gum. This is kind of a weird one, but uh, for someone like myself, I love to cook. I spend all day Thanksgiving uh, of Thanksgiving day in the kitchen, helping my mom, helping my grandma, And if you're like me, you're eating all day long. And so this is kind of the opposite of what I just said. But if you're eating all day long, then we do get to the Thanksgiving meal and we're not even hungry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not saying eat to the point where you're not hungry for the slide previously or the the point previously. Um, But also we don't want to eat all day long to the point where we can't even enjoy our food. So uh, in so to avoid picking all day, I tell people chew a piece of gum. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go for the tub of cookie dough mm. if you've got mint gum in your mouth. That That's not very appetizing. Right. Um, and then same thing uh, on the reverse. If you're at a holiday party, you have had your plate, you've had your one dessert that you wanted. Now put a piece of gum in your mouth. If you're like me, that makes you way less tempted to go back to the buffet line and we're going to have, oh, I'm just going to have one more cookie or I'm going to have one more bite of this. And you're right. just picking it up on the uh, calorie sucking napkin that we have invented and and thinking, oh, this doesn't count because I didn't put it on a plate or whatever. So mm-hmm. chew a piece of gum while you're cooking, 
and then chew a piece of gum maybe after we've had nice. all that we want to have. Yeah. And I will do a little caveat. So there's so many different types of gum out there. Mm-hmm. Most of them full of sucralose or aspartame, artificial mm-hmm. sweeteners, toxic to our brain and our gut. Mm-hmm. So there are some healthy ones out there. I really prefer pure, P-U-R. You can buy it on Amazon. We buy it in a variety pack. That's the one that is um, naturally sweetened and lasts the longest as far as the minty flavor goes. Okay. okay. So a little shout out to Pure Gum. I have no association with them. Just a brand that I really like. So sure. give that a try. Look at the back of your gum package and see if it, there's sucralose or aspartame in it and do your best to avoid that. Nice. Okay. All right. Number six, if you are a baker like myself, I've got some recommendations for you on how to make your baked goods healthier. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get rid of the white flour, get rid of the wheat flour, and we're going to do some flour alternatives. Okay. We're going to use a combination of almond flour, coconut flour, and tapioca flour. Have you ever heard of these? I have. And I've actually used them in some of the stuff that I've made. Now I'm not a baker, but tried out some different things and stuff like that. So I know when you when you hit this topic, those that are out there are listening, they're like, don't mess with grandma's pie. Like they're, they're thinking, you know, the, and we used to live with, with some folks, our, our pastors that we used to have a, a duplex with uh, several years ago. And when we first met them, she would make a pumpkin roll. And I don't know if you remember, know what a pumpkin roll mm-hmm. is. It's like a sheet yep. cake and it's rolled yep. up with cheap cream cheese. And she would make pies and she was a great baker. She probably still is. But when we first met her, she cooked with lard. (laughs) And let me just tell you, if you're listening and you've never had something made with lard, it will change your life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for for the, it's kind of the antithesis of what we're trying to talk about right now, but lard cooking will change your life. And I think that's why people did it. It just made things taste so much fuller and richer. Mm -hmm. And so when folks are, talking about grandma's cooking or mom's cooking and the way it's always been done. And then you're like, oh no, we need to change this up and we need to do some different kind of sweeteners and different kind of flowers. People are like, they're, they go into a culture shock because they don't, they don't want to mess with tradition. Right. And I think that's, that's the biggest time around the holidays that people are, they're so about tradition. They're so about the foods. I know with mine, it's the green bean casserole. It's the back and cheese. It's the smoked turkeys. Like those are the things that people always want to gravitate to because that's what we've always had. So I'm interested to hear what you're saying, what you're going to say. And and, and if you're listening to this, have an open mind about what's about to be said with, with making your desserts and things like that. Because I can tell you firsthand by changing up some of this thing, it doesn't change a ton and you still can enjoy the fact of this. So what, what do you have for us? On that That's right. And I would say that I, I bake with this stuff. I don't have regular flour or wheat flour in my house and I bake all the time for people and I will shock people. And it's not because I'm the world's greatest baker. Mm-hmm. Um, I just follow recipes online and people are like, Whoa, this doesn't have any gluten in it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have dairy in it. This doesn't. And I'm like, yeah, it has coconut sugar instead of regular sugar. And they're like, mm-hmm. I never would have guessed. And so I've seen it repeatedly for years that you can trick people into making something a little bit healthier that still tastes good. And if you're absolutely petrified about maybe ruining grandma's recipe for her pumpkin roll or whatever it is, mm-hmm. maybe Thanksgiving is not the day to try this. But if you enjoy to bake throughout the rest of the year, I encourage you to stock your pantry with Mm -hmm. almond flour, coconut flour, and tapioca flour. You can make anything. I make pizza crust out of tapioca Mm -hmm. flour. Um, I make paleo chocolate chip cookies. So that would be a gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate Mm -hmm. chip cookie. Uh, I make sugar cookies, peanut butter cookies. I make, last night I made um, chili pie. and So it's like chili on the bottom of a 9 by 13 pan. Mm -hmm. And then there's a cornbread crust on top made with almond flour and coconut flour. Wow. Yeah, and it was delicious. I took it to a family who just had a baby, and they didn't have any dietary restrictions, but I am that guest. I mm-hmm. will bring that healthy thing, right. and I got great feedback from them this That's morning. Awesome. So those are three things. I order mine in bulk on Amazon. I buy almond flour five pounds at a time, coconut flour four pounds at a time, and tapioca flour two pounds at a time. <laughs> it's cheaper that way. Um, but I really recommend it. It's much better for your health. It's way lower as far as inflammation goes, and it's Mm going to impact your blood sugar significantly less than a white or wheat flour. Nice. Okay, and we're not talking about the gluten-free flour. You can buy a big bag of gluten-free flour, and you think you're doing your body a favor. It's still white flour. 
it's, just no gluten. It's going to spike your blood sugar. Okay. Almost similar to, it's got like um, some rice starch in there. It's probably white rice flour, mm-hmm. which is going to spike your blood sugar. So that's what we're looking for, that blood sugar control throughout the day. So as a reminder, we talked about this on our first podcast, but longevity, again, to living a long, healthy life is mm-hmm. linked to fewer spikes in your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And another way that we can do that is on my swaps here, I've got coconut sugar. So it's a one-for-one substitute to white or brown sugar. Okay. And that's new to me. I haven't heard of coconut sugar because I I don't drink or eat a ton of sugar in my foods other than when I start to eat my desserts. Okay. My Achilles heel is ice cream. It always has been, always will be. Okay. But I love dessert. And so finding an alternative to that would be nice without the artificial sweetener flavor so I know a lot of people will probably listen to this and be like, oh, does that taste like Splenda or monk fruit where it's got that weird aftertaste and people don't gravitate towards the, what I would call artificial sweeteners or some of the other sweeteners besides sugar because of the aftertaste of it. So you're saying coconut sugar may not have that. No aftertaste. Aftertaste. It's going to taste like sugar. Right. And the caveat is that it's not 100% free from spiking your blood sugar. It's still going to impact your blood sugar to some degree. I don't want you to give anyone the impression that it's completely healthy and we can have all that we want of it. Um, It's just a more natural form of sugar that the body recognizes and can use as Mm -hmm. energy as long as we're not over consuming it. Yeah. Um, monk fruit sweetener, you just mentioned that that's Mm -hmm. another one. If you are on a ketogenic diet or really trying to not impact your blood sugar at all. So pre maybe gotten a diagnosis of pre-diabetes or type two diabetes, you want to use something like monk fruit sweetener Mm -hmm. and you can bake with that. Mm -hmm. It's not a one for one substitute. So you want to look up how much monk fruit sweetener you need for that specific Mm -hmm. recipe, depending on how much sugar it calls for. Okay. So almond flour, coconut flour, tapioca flour, coconut sugar, and monk fruit sweetener. Those are my uh, things to consider when baking your favorite holiday goodies or just throughout the year, baking your favorite goodies with those. Okay, number seven, sleep. We really need to talk about sleep. (laughs) Have you uh, ever listened to Dr. Matthew Walker, the neuroscientist who studies sleep? Okay, you need to listen to him. Okay. He's brilliant. Okay. And he talks about the importance of sleep. He will get you sleeping eight hours a night just out of fear for Mm -hmm. all the things that will happen to you if you're not. Um, but are you a good sleeper? So if I do anything right, it's sleep. And I have a unhealthy, healthy love relationship with my bed. And, (laughs) um, I love to sleep. And so I do get somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep every, almost every night, unless, you know, I'm sick or injured or something that's causing me not to sleep well. But my whoop is telling me that I'm pretty much at a 98 to hundred percent almost every night in my sleeping pattern. And then I'm a big fan of naps. Okay. So, um, some days during the week I will nap depending on how my body is depleted. So yes, okay. I'm, I'm huge on sleep. Well, let me ask you this. Do you ever notice correlation between your hunger levels and sleep or lack thereof? I have noticed there are times that I have woken up hungry and I'm not sure why. And so it's very rare, but like woke up starving in the middle of the night or in no, the morning? like when I wake up in the morning, okay. you know, go take the shower and you're like walking downstairs, getting ready to get a cup of coffee. You're like, that's not going to do it today. Like I need a meal. And that is so opposite of me normal. And okay. it's like, I have to go eat something. And I don't know what that's a correlation is. It's not all the time, but it's, it's maybe depending on when I eat last Mm-hmm. Uh, during the afternoon, like we're, we're late eaters in my, in my house, okay. like eight or nine o'clock in the evening, Whoa. but we don't go to bed until about 11 30, 12 o'clock. Okay. So we're just the natural, when I tell people that they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, we, if we ate at five 30, we're eating another meal at like 10. Um, just because that's the way our, our family runs. But, um, I notice if I eat earlier mm-hmm. six, seven o'clock and maybe have popcorn or something, you know, at right before bed or something as a snack, I wake up extremely hungry. Yeah. And so you're getting the carbs in your body's using them and then you're out of food. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you was, 
um, pay attention to those mornings when you are really hungry and then Mm -hmm. ask yourself, what did I eat for dinner the night before? Typically, it will be a carb-heavy dinner that was lacking in protein and healthy fat. Okay. Because your body will use those carbs up really quick. Sometimes I have clients that will wake up in the middle of the night and they think it's because they have to go to the bathroom, but really it's because their blood sugar dropped because they Mm -hmm. had a big carb meal, so they had their spike. And then after the spike we talked about, you have the crash. And at that crash point, that's what woke them up. Their blood sugar bottomed out. And so we need to make sure our dinner is full of healthy fats and proteins, lower on the carb, depending on your exercise routine, your goals, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that we can make it through the night with that steady blood sugar. Hmm. All right. And as it relates to appetite, those who are um, not getting enough sleep, they actually have uh, lower levels of leptin. Leptin is our appetite regulating hormone. So if we have less leptin, then we are more hungry throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that's why I asked if you noticed a correlation between maybe nights you only get six hours of sleep, you feel hungrier throughout mm-hmm. the day. Many people, that that rings true to them. If they think about a bad night's sleep, they're more hungry throughout the day. And it's because their leptin levels are lower. So we want to make sure we're getting good, adequate sleep. So that way we're not overeating because of this hormone disruption that's going on Mm -hmm. okay um also a reduction in sleep weakens our immune system so right now we're all trying to have our immune system in tip-top shape we're going into cold and flu season so let's add that on top of there right we need to make sure that our immune system is nice and strong to fight off whatever it is that we're coming into contact with Uh, for my men including yourself Uh, Men who sleep less than six hours regularly actually have the testosterone levels of men 10 years their senior. So worse. So you're saying the testosterone levels drop if you don't get enough sleep. So, okay. So uh, if you are 30 years old, you're only sleeping five and a half, six hours a night regularly, you have the testosterone levels of a man who's 40, which is lower. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think now that's probably, I mean, I look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson and he always sleeps like an hour a day, but you know, and his testosterone levels are mm-hmm. probably off the charts. Doesn't matter if he's 90, he's probably, mm-hmm. you know, but I think on the, on an, on an average, I mean, that's somebody yes. that's not average right. by right. any stretch of the imagination. That's right. Um, he gets all of that back by working out and eating and everything mm-hmm. else that's, that's in there. But on the normal, it's a normal guy, you know, middle age. That's right. You know, we're going to lose testosterone anyway as a male, right. the older that we get. And by the time you hit 40, it's it's dropping significantly between 40 and 50 and 50 mm-hmm. and 60. So yes. how you how you want, you know, for the men out there that are listening, how you want to maintain that because it's not, listen, the testosterone level is not just building muscle. It's, it's so much more, and I'm not a scientist behind it, but there's so much mm-hmm. more about how the testosterone levels in your body help with a lot of other things just as a male, you know, right. just, you know, you know, staying fit, staying healthy, all of that. So anything we could do to keep those levels healthy. Yeah. Let's do it. Sleep. So, yeah. Go to sleep. Okay. And lastly, when it comes to sleep, uh, if you get too little sleep throughout your lifetime, your risk for Alzheimer's goes up significantly. Wow. Yeah. So that's a scary one. Yeah. So if you are able Please, please, please do your best seven to eight hours per night. And we want the seven seven to eight hours per night. So it's not we're going to bed at midnight one night and we're getting up at eight and we're so proud of ourselves. We got our eight hours. And then the next night we go to bed at eight and we get up at four. We're still proud because we got our eight hours. Your body likes consistent sleep Mm -hmm. and you actually best recover between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So if we can get to bed, I'm looking at you, get to bed before 10 or at 10, then we're going to get all those hours of recovery in, okay, 10 to 2. So if we're going to bed at midnight, and yes, we're asleep from midnight to 2, we're still, that's only half of our maximum recovery Mm -hmm. period. And that's all based on circadian rhythms and the sun, et cetera. Right, right. Okay, like primal. Okay, number eight, stick to the homemade goodies. All right, so what this means is you are... (laughs) Looking at two options of cookies. One, somebody bought at Harris Teeter, and maybe it's a sugar cookie from Harris Teeter, and we're comparing that to someone who made a sugar cookie in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. Even if that sugar cookie made in the kitchen was with white flour and white sugar and all the butter in the world, pick the homemade cookie. Always. Every time. Always. And, And that goes for everything, whether it's chili that came from a can or somebody made homemade chili. 
I'm looking at the ingredients on my, I give this presentation to corporate clients for everybody listening. And so I'm looking at my slide right now and it's the ingredient list of homemade beef stew versus canned beef stew. Well, let me, let me just stop you right there. So if you're listening to this and you eat canned beef stew <laughs> over homemade beef stew, you need to come and see me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, you can drop a comment. You can hit us up on Instagram. We need to change your life because Denty Moore beef stew is not your grandmother's beef stew. I don't care how they make it. And if you're okay with Denty Moore beef stew over homemade beef stew, I'm not a beef stew fan, but chili, whatever it is, stop it. Right. I'm just telling you right now, just stop eating the canned SpaghettiOs and the beef stews. You're not six. Like you're not six anymore. It just stop that. So if there's still people out there, I can't even believe that people that you have to put this in your presentation because people are still eating it. I don't even understand. Like it doesn't even appeal to me at all. But the fact that you would have to say, choose the homemade over a can. Like we were talking about homemade cranberry sauce Mm -hmm. as opposed to the ocean spray, like jello ish. What? Oh my gosh. Somebody's like, I love that stuff. I'm like, you need to leave Thanksgiving. Like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving just disowned you. If you eat the jello cranberry sauce over somebody's homemade cranberry sauce, just let's, let's not talk Thanksgiving. Yes. So. I'm with you. <laughs> I don't know that we have to say anything else about no, that slide. Wow. Um, I will give you a challenge. Next mm-hmm. time you go to Harris Teeter and you are in the bakery, I want you to flip over the cupcakes, the cookies, whatever it is, and look at the ingredient list. It will be six inches long with a bunch of things you can't pronounce in something like a sugar cookie, which should have seven things in it. So that's where we need to think about the homemade goodies. Even like I said, even if it's full of white sugar, white Mm -hmm. flour, butter, eat that over the dyes, the inflammatory oils. I'm looking at this beef stew out of a can, all the ingredients. (laughs) We've got vegetable oil. We've got caramel color in that beef stew. Mm. Uh, caramel color is linked to lung cancer in rats, and it's on California's list of potentially toxic chemicals. That's awesome. Yeah, and you don't see caramel color listed in the ingredients to make homemade beef stew. I don't know anyone adding brown dye to their beef right. stew. I, I don't know. Maybe you do. No. Um, no. Okay. So there's a lot of cornstarch, modified cornstarch in the canned version to keep it good, keep it on the shelf longer, to um, just enhance the flavor and make it obviously from a aesthetics perspective add the caramel color yeah. to change the coloring. So pick the homemade version every time over the store-bought version. Yeah. Good call. Number nine, throughout the holiday season, we just talked about our immune system with sleep. I've got some supplements that I recommend to okay. take through the holiday season. This isn't necessarily going to prevent any weight gain, but it will hopefully help keep you healthy. No magic pills. And I know. I mean, no. I just want to take like the red or the blue pill and then eat all I want and still be yes. the same size come January 1. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. We're full of million dollar ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these four supplements are going to get you through cold and flu and COVID season, which I guess is now a thing. Uh, number one, we've got quercetin. Have you heard of quercetin? I have not. Okay, quercetin, it's an ionophore. And the reason we take it is we take it with zinc. Zinc, your body has a hard time absorbing. Mm-hmm. So it needs an ionophore to help get into your cells. So we need to take zinc and quercetin together. Okay. Um, and then we've got vitamin C and vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And those are really common ones that everybody's yep. heard of. I will say that the brand of supplement matters. Yes. There is no governing body that's going around regulating the supplement industry. You could buy on Amazon something that you think is magnesium and it's baking soda because there is nobody checking what we're selling. You and I could start a supplement company. We could sell quercetin and tablets and we could literally just make sugar pills. And unfortunately, there's no one that's going to catch us. And so you want brands that are what's called third party batch tested. So that's essentially, we're so confident in our product, we're going to send it to this third-party lab. They're going to check it, and they're going to approve that this is 500 milligrams of magnesium per mm-hmm. serving or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Okay, so I really love the brands Thorn, Pure Encapsulations. Okay. Metagenics is a great brand. You have to get that through a provider. Um, Quicksilver is another great brand. If you guys have any other questions, I'd be happy to answer them yeah. just via email. Well, or what I thought about, too, is... Um, after this podcast, maybe we can get together. You can send me a list of some of the things that we talked about on the show, uh, whether that be some Amazon links or something like that. And I can throw it up on the website 
And then, you know, if, if the listeners want to listen to this and go check out the website, they can they can look at a list of just some recommendations. Yeah. So I wanted to talk real quick about zinc. Um, I have a hard time taking zinc tablets. They mess with my stomach so bad. Interesting. So what was the you, brand of zinc you're taking? I don't even know okay. off the top of my head. But and it may be the brand mm-hmm. because, again, it may be not even zinc. It may be, I don't know, cyanide. I don't know. Um, but. If, if people are having a hard time taking zinc pill form and absorbing it, I know mm-hmm. we do get that from food. Do you have a couple of food recommendations that I know I'm throwing this at you like on the spot? Yeah, like, sure. That would be high in zinc to help with some extra zinc in your life. Yeah, dark green leafy vegetables okay. are amazing. That's yeah. a go-to for everything. Nuts, if you can tolerate nuts, mm-hmm. um, don't have a nut allergy. Those are great ways to get zinc in as okay. well. Um, and those are... pretty easy for your body to absorb they Mm -hmm. should as long as you don't have any gut issues Mm -hmm. so i would say reach for those but also i would recommend changing your brand of zinc Mm -hmm. and giving another brand a try yeah because it is hard for us to eat enough zinc through the winter to um help our immune system the way that way that we could and we can have a whole nother again we have we need 10 more podcasts um Unfortunately, our foods these days are low in zinc and, mag- and man- magnesium and a few mm-hmm. other of those nutrients because of the soil content. So we've mm-hmm. ruined our soil by um, changing, going from crop rotation to growing the same crop, mono, mm-hmm. mono agriculture, mm-hmm. um, on the entire field every year. And so mm-hmm. when you're constantly pulling nutrients out of the soil, soil needs time to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So imagine you've got this field. Um, what farmers used to do back in the day is they would divide it up into four quadrants. Mm-hmm. This year, we're only going to farm the Southwest Mm-hmm. I'm doing this with my hands. I should say southeast quadrant, and then the next year we're going to use the southwest, and we're going to mm-hmm. let over time you let those other three quadrants rejuvenate, let the soil get mm-hmm. the nutrients back in it. Um, but then you have a field that's sitting there three quarters empty, and from a monetary standpoint, that's not it's not good for that's the farmers. Not great. Yeah, they're not making the money. That's so, right. Yeah. So we've genetically modified our food to grow in crappy soil for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word and they use the entire field every year Mm -hmm. and so we year over year we strip the soil from the nutrients so think about a human's not going to be healthy if we don't have the nutrients Mm -hmm. to feed ourselves right Mm -hmm. so same with a plant our plant is not going to be super healthy if it doesn't have the nutrients to grow into a healthy plant so Mm -hmm. we need that really healthy soil to make sure our plants are full of magnesium potassium calcium um, the zinc, the yeah. nutrients that we need. And so when we're stripping that soil, then we're stripping some of the nutrients from the plants. That's why yeah. supplementation has become so important in our society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You with me? Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. All right. Now we are to number 10 right. and it is do not neglect your mental health. So I, I know, especially over the last two years, and I, and I did a podcast with uh, a mental health expert, mm-hmm. and you guys can go back and listen to that. It was an interview. It was such a great interview, but dealing with mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys may be listening to this and say, I don't struggle with that. Everybody at some point struggles with something. It may not be clinical. It may not be all the way to the point where you need to be medicated or see a professional or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But we all have, and especially during the holiday season, winter, winter's really bad Mm -hmm. uh, because it starts getting dark early and doesn't, the sun doesn't rise until a little bit later. So we're in the darker session that, you know, talking about Mm -hmm. there's more suicides during this, this time of the year, just normally because of the depression seasonal so i am definitely aware of taking care of your mental health and everybody has a different way so i'd love to hear like what are some ideas that you have for us to take care of mental health sure yeah um i I, in my presentation i'm looking at it right now i've got this book bucket on the screen and Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of water different hoses that are pouring into this bucket it's different ways that we get stressed in our lives. It might be financial stress, might be family stress around the holidays. Maybe it's grief. The holidays Mm -hmm. are a tough time Mm -hmm. for that. Um, 
maybe it's work stress, whatever. You're about to have a baby that yeah. can be a little bit stressful. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so your bucket starts to get full. And if we let that water overflow, that's the analogy for letting your stress come out in ways that it shouldn't. Right. It explodes on the people closest to you when you didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't what they did that was the root cause of the problem. It was just all the contributing factors to let your bucket overflow yeah. and your stress comes out sideways and you regret it. Yeah. So how do we open up the taps on the bottom of the bucket to let that water drain appropriately? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where we are with these uh, healthy ways to mm-hmm. cope with stress. Okay. Number one is meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you talked about that with the mental health yeah. uh, professional that yeah. you had on just the power of meditation. Even if it's just three minutes a day, mm-hmm. there are so many amazing apps out there to help guide you. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, you need someone to talk to you mm-hmm. and tell you how to meditate essentially, mm-hmm. or what to think about. Mm-hmm. I just can't sit and be in silence. My yeah. That actually does <laughs> the negative effect of what right. meditation is supposed to do, the the hamster wheel starts turning about mm-hmm. all the things I should be doing. So if I have someone guiding me through a meditation, that's really helpful. Three minutes a day can be impactful on your sleep as well. If mm-hmm. you're someone who those thoughts get going at night, I encourage you to listen to a meditation before you go to bed mm-hmm. to help those racing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is breath work. If you are living and you are on this earth, I hope that you have your breath. You should have your breath. Mm -hmm. This is something that's a tool that's always with you, Mm -hmm. right? And so we live in the society that is fast paced. Go, go, go. You've got your sympathetic nervous system always working. Mm -hmm. That's that I'm being chased by a tiger. I need to survive. And so we need to stimulate the other side of your nervous system, which is your parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system. Think about a parachute brings you down, Mm -hmm. right? Calms you down. And so your breath is one way that you can do that. You can stimulate your sympathetic nervous system with your breath, but you can also stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And the way that we do that is we double our exhale. So if our inhale is two seconds, we need a four second exhale. Mm -hmm. If our inhale is four seconds, we need an eight second exhale. Mm -hmm. I like the four, seven, eight method. Have you ever heard of this? Breathe in four seconds, hold for seven and exhale for eight. That's right. Okay. Three rounds of that. And we've got our parasympathetic nervous system starting to turn on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you also know that it lowers your heart rate too. Like mm-hmm. if your heart rate is racing, yeah. I mean, even after, even after a tough workout, it's mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, we go out and we walk, but the biggest thing is, is, is control your breathing because, mm-hmm. you know, after a huge Metcon, you're just like, just huffing and puffing. You right. can't catch your breath. It's just taking some slow, steady breathing, yeah. you know, and you, and you had mentioned about meditation and I, there's a couple of scriptures that come to my mind in regards to that, because, you know, in, in Joshua, it talks about meditate day and night, Med- meditate on the word day and night. And what that means is, is really just thinking about what God is saying. So taking that moment and, you know, listening to, to what God has to say, because I'm, when I go into prayer, Right. And I go and I, you know, I want God to speak to me or I want God to to say something to me. A lot of times you talk about that hamster wheel that starts going off. Mm-hmm. And when you it's really hard for us to be quiet in our lives, just period. And when you start to get quiet, everything else in the day starts going off in your head, yes. you know. And so calming yourself and, and meditating on God's word, it, whether that's whether that's through prayer, whether that's through memory. Um, and then the other scripture that comes about, especially with mental health, is. The one is, is, is talked about in Matthew where it's, you know, um, those that are heavy and weary, cast your burdens upon him. You know, mm-hmm. those are my paraphrases, guys, not not the actual scripture, but where it talks about coming to him. So I think it's huge and important to understand that. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, two other ways that we can do it. Journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just write it down. Yeah. When you write it down, you kind of let it go and you leave it there on that piece of paper. Yoga or some sort of stretch routine. Mm-hmm. YouTube is full of yoga routines these days, whether or maybe it's a stretch thing you do at night while you're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really encourage people through the season, take a break from the news and oh. social media. Yeah. They are the root cause of so much stress in our lives. And I don't think we realize it until we fast from it and we realize the impact that it's having on our mental health and our stress levels throughout the day. Yeah. I, and that guys, that's really important because I think it's, it's huge. We're so connected in our lives, whether that's TV, whether that's radio, whether that's uh, social media. And listen, I'm not saying that none of it is bad. You know, I, I'm I'm not going to be on here and do this political thing of, 
you know, what news you watch or whatever. I don't care. Um, at, at the same time, news media is out there to make money. So they're going to report what brings in the viewership, good or bad. And most of the time when we watch the news, it's 90% bad, no matter what news channel you listen to. Someone died. There's uh, a famine. There's a war. Whatever you uh, just watch it. There's so much bad going on in the world that we fill our lives with that. And then we jump on social media. And as much good as social media can do, I'm a fan of Instagram and Facebook and all of that. There is so much there that is also a platform for people to share crap Mm -hmm. and just cyberbullying. You name it. There's just so much out there. So I'm, I'm a big fan of what, what you just said, Michelle is, is taking a fast, taking a break Mm -hmm. from that. Take 30 days, guys. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I took 30 days from Instagram and Facebook. The world does go on. (laughs) You don't miss much. I jumped back on. Yeah. I had like 45 alerts and I looked at it and it was people liking my stuff or posting something else that I really care about. Mm-hmm. You're not going to miss much. Instagram will still go on. TikTok will still go on. Snapchat, Facebook, the news will still go on. And trust me, if there is a crisis that you need to know about, somebody will tell you that the crisis is going on. You don't need the news to tell you that. And again, I'm not saying that none of it's bad, mm-hmm. but sometimes we need a break mentally. Go grab a good book. Yeah. Spend some time with God. Get out into nature. Uh, go take a walk. Um, you know, it's just some of those things mm-hmm. that you need to do to help with your mental health. And it goes back. Sleep is huge for mental health. What mm-hmm. we put in our body is mm-hmm. big on mental health. Yeah, your gut health. Like, it, it's all connected, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that we just talked about today, all 10 points, it is all connected into how we function day in and day out. And I know we didn't say anything, but during the holidays, get in the gym, mm-hmm. get somewhere, Sweat. get ready to do it. Um, take a walk. Um, if you can't get into the gym, uh, if you, if you just don't want to because of the, the COVID restrictions and things like that, I totally get it, but at least get out and walk, do something in your garage, mm-hmm. get moving, get your heart rate going because things will change for you mentally once you start doing something like that. So well, any final thoughts for the listeners, Michelle? That's all I have for today. I would love to uh, answer your questions. If people have questions, yeah. they can email me. Yeah. Uh, Michelle at sweatnet.com, S-W-E-A-T-N-E-T. Would love to hear from you if you have any feedback or would like me to elaborate on anything. Happy to do that. If you want those supplement recommendations or yeah. Amazon links to some of those flowers that I was talking about or that gum, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And what I'll do, guys, is is uh, we'll put some stuff on the website so that you guys can look and just some recommendations of the supplements and the brands that uh, that have been recommended today at the different places. And, and you guys can go do your own research. Listen, this is not... You know, we're not saying that this is the only brand that you should buy. Do your own research. Please do your own research. We are not the experts on everything. We don't make the pills, though we're going to make a red and blue pill that helps us. We are, yeah, and the calorie sucking napkin. And the calorie sucking napkin. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, I trademark that right now. You guys (laughs) don't get it. We're going to be the billionaires. But we're going to put that out there so you guys can have that. Go do your own research and. At the end of the day, enjoy the holidays. This is not a restriction for you for this ho- for mm-hmm. the holiday season. Uh, we missed out a lot last year on a lot of the holiday traditions. Most of us did. We're getting back to some sense of normalcy mm-hmm. uh, where people are gathering again um, in the right way. And holidays are happening. Some people are doing more holiday parties. Some people are having Thanksgiving with family again. Enjoy it because this is one of the best times of the year. And I'm going to enjoy it, but maybe I'm going to take some of these tips and not eat like garbage over the the course of not the wait of till the, six p.m. to not eat wait till all 6 your PM calories to have my dinner. for the day. Um, but yeah, so I think at the end of the day, enjoy it because it is it is the time with family. It's the time with friends um, that is healthy. That is where it all 
gathers around. When you gather around a table, whether it is holidays or any other time that you're eating, because these tips can be taken anytime. It doesn't have to be during the holidays, but we're just focusing right now on the holidays. Mm-hmm. But anytime you gather around a table with friends or family, it's an important time. So enjoy the time that you have with the people around you. Not so much the food. The food should be a byproduct of your family and the friends that you're around. So Michelle, thank you so much for joining the show. Great, great content as always. And you know, I'm going to have to have you back, but it might be after the baby. That's Um, fine. Yeah. Yeah, Let me get my brain cells back. You got to get that. uh, (laughs) You got to get that going on. So uh, good luck with everything. Congratulations thank again. You. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. And we'll uh, we'll have you back on again. All right. That sounds good. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop new episodes. Also, if you're enjoying the show, share it with others. Give us a shout out on social media. If you're not following the show, you can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is at faith underscore life underscore fitness. And Facebook, you can hit us up at at faith life fit. Go over, give us a follow, give us a like, shout us out. Until next time, my name is Caleb, and this has been the Faith, Life, and Fitness Podcast.